Today we're going to look at Mark 15. In verse 1, it says, Early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, scribes, and the entire council immediately held a consultation, and they bound Jesus and led him away and turned him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered, It is as you say. And the chief priest started accusing him of many things. But Pilate questioned him again, saying, Do you offer nothing in answer? See how many charges they're bringing against you? But Jesus said nothing further in answer, and Pilate was amazed. Now at the Passover feast, he used to release for them any one of the prisoners that they requested. And the one named Barabbas had been imprisoned with the rebels who had committed murder in the revolt. And the crowd went up and began asking Pilate to do as he had been accustomed to do. Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he was aware that the chief priests handed him over because of envy. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to ask them to release Barabbas instead. And responding again, Pilate said to them, What shall I do with the king of the Jews? And they shouted, Crucify him. But Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. Intent on satisfying the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas for them after having Jesus flogged. He handed him over to be crucified. Now the soldiers took him away into the palace, and they called together the whole Roman cohort, and they dressed him in purple, and after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on him, and they began saluting him, Hail, King of the Jews, and they repeatedly beat his head and spit on him, and kneeling, they bowed down before him. And after they had mocked him, they took the purple cloak off him and put his own garments on him, and they led him to be crucified. And they compelled a passerby coming from the country, Simon of Cyrene, to carry his cross. Then they brought him to a place called Golgotha, which is translated the place of the skull. And they tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he would not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among themselves, casting lots for them to decide what each man would take. Now it was the third hour when he was crucified. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And they crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those passing by were hurling abuse at him, shaking their heads and saying, Ha! You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes, were mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He can't save himself. Let this Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him were also insulting him. When the sixth hour came, darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when some of the bystanders heard him, they began saying, Look, he's calling for Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Let us see if Elijah comes down to take him. But Jesus let out a loud cry and died. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who was standing in front of him saw that he had died in this way, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. I was listening to a comedian recently, and he said he had a Catholic friend who was wearing a crucifix. And he was like, I don't understand why he's wearing a crucifix. It's not, it wasn't his best moment. Like, it seems like he would have chosen a different 
a different moment to make his necklace out of. Um, but in First Corinthians 1, Paul says that the Jews seek signs and the Gentiles seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Uh, and in John 3, when Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus right before the famous uh, for God so loved the world thing, in verse 14 he says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. You may remember this story. There were snakes in the wilderness after the Israelites um, were escaped from Egypt. Uh, and the snakes were out biting all of the people. And there were venomous snakes and they were dying. And they went to Moses and they said, tell God to get rid of the snakes. <coughs> and God said, no, I'm going to tell Moses to make a bronze snake and put it on a post in the middle of the camp. And if someone gets bitten and they're hurt, instead of eliminating the snakes, you have to look at that snake and then you can be healed. And so in the same way, Jesus is comparing himself to that snake, saying that as that snake was lifted up for healing of those who have been bitten by snakes, he too, in his death on this cross, can be looked at by those who have been falsely accused, by those who have been rejected by their friends, betrayed by one of his best friends, and denied by the rest, by those who have been abused and beaten, for those who have been been fearful and are on the way to death, to those who are destined to die as humans, to those who felt rejected by God, for all of those people who are in need of healing, that they can look upon him in his death on the cross to find healing and eternal life. Jesus, I pray that you would have mercy on us and that we can look to you and to see the life that you bring through all of the death around us. Amen.